What's up, guys? Mitch Pelkey back with another episode of Pelk Talk. Today, joined by Syracuse starting midi, Brandon Curry. How you doing, Brandon? Doing good. Good, man. Where are you at right now? Are you in Maryland? Yeah, I'm at my house, chilling in my okay. base. What have you been up to? Nothing much. I'm actually watching Billions. That's kind of what okay. I'm doing. I'm on uh, episode 10, season one. There you go. You keeping the stick in your hand? Yeah. Got a little setup in my backyard, so it's pretty much what I've been limited to. But Yeah. You missing the guys at Syracuse? Yeah. Um, we have, you know, our weekly Zoom meetings with the coaches, which are good. But then I think, you know, just catching up during FaceTime, I think, is even better, you know, when it's just the guys, um, the coaches aren't around. But, you know, definitely the team Zooms are important, too. You know, just being on the same page with the coaches in the offseason and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So let's start from the beginning. Growing up in Lutherville, Maryland, kind of a hotbed for lacrosse with a dad that was a three-time All-American at Syracuse. You know, what was that kind of like? I always thought it was cool. I mean, he was like my favorite, uh, you know, player um, to kind of talk about, you know, with my friends and everything growing up. And then obviously he coached me uh, when I was five years old, uh, all the way up until junior of high school uh, with club. So that was cool. Um, for me to have him as my coach. And then, obviously, I was diehard Syracuse fan growing up, just with him watching all the games. So he was kind of your role model growing up. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That was kind of like myself. My dad played UVA, and he was just kind of like the guy I always looked up to. You know, helped me out whenever yeah. I needed it and everything. Yeah, my dad said he knew your dad when I told him I was doing this. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's sick. Yeah. That's awesome. Wait, so Desco was actually an assistant coach – when your dad was on the team, right? Yeah, he was an assistant. Yeah. No, he was, was he like offensive coordinator? Um, I think he was defensive coordinator. He, he okay. played defense at Syracuse. So he was a defensive coordinator. It's pretty crazy how he's been there. That's before. so weird. Has, has he ever talk, to, uh, like, talk about stories about him and his pop? <laughs> yeah, he actually said my dad's first practice, my dad was in a t- used to play attack in high school, um, and they were doing one-on-ones. And he picked my dad out of a, out of a, like out of the attackman. Cause it was like my dad's first practice. And he was like this like big recruit. So he was like, all right, let's do a one-on-one for Max. And my dad was like, okay, like just gonna like toast him. And Desco just back checked him. And the stick went flying. He was like, <laughs> Welcome to Syracuse. So I was like, Oh my God. That's awesome. That's funny. You're that you're probably sorry, I never forgot that. Yeah, you definitely not. So growing up, did you play travel ball? Yeah, I played for Lutherville or uh, Towson Town. Where, Towson Town? Yeah, so it was like Towson Town, Lutherville, Cockeysville, just like all the towns uh, right outside of Baltimore and Baltimore County. And that there was no club, so we'd just play, you know, like every Saturday we have a game against like Lutherville was our big rival back then. So then did you kind of gradu- graduate towards playing with FCA? Yeah, um, FCA started in – when I was going into eighth grade, um, my dad and, and Coach Kelly at Calvert Hall were the two coaches. So you played with FCA throughout your like whole high school career? Yeah, up until junior year. So then you attend Calvert Hall. Was that kind of like a hard decision to make? Um, not really. I mean, that's kind of where I wanted to go. Like growing up, I would always, you know, be at the Kelly's house or go to the Calvert Hall games on Friday nights. So it was, that's where I always wanted to go. So that relationship with, with the Kelly family, that kind of started at a, at a young age. Jacob was actually on my first ever lacrosse team. Really? We were on the, we were on the Navy blue team for Towson Town. So we saw pictures of me and him playing when we were 
super young. And then there was a team, a soccer team. I think I was maybe seven. Jacob was six. And then Daniel was like four. And he played on our – He played on the team? We were all on the same team. So, yeah, it goes back. So, kind of getting to Calvert Hall, you know, kind of that powerhouse school. Were you ever nervous in that first fall? Yeah, I mean, uh, I was definitely nervous. And those the tryouts, um, you know, I remember soccer tryouts my freshman year. I was nervous. And that wasn't even close to as intense as lacrosse. And then there was, like, 150 kids out there for lacrosse. And it's just, like, all, like all these guys who, you know, you grew up for the last, like, couple years like when I was in sixth seventh eighth grade you know they're still there seniors Timmy Kelly and them um so it was just cool uh being able to try out but definitely super nervous so kind of keeping it going and and senior year you guys end up winning your first championship since 2012 what was kind of the difference between that season and the three years prior um we were so close those past three years but we just couldn't really like get over the like we made it to the quarterfinals, which is like I think the top six teams in the league because the first mm-hmm. two get a bye, so then like six, then four plays five, um, and we lost in the quarterfinals every single year. My first three, and then we actually didn't lose a game in my my senior year. That was you know a, like very few teams done that, so that was pretty special that we got to do that. I, I don't really, I, I couldn't really even pinpoint one single thing, but we were just so deep. I would say. Like, so we had deep. two really good lines. The Mitchells came in that year, yeah, uh, which boosted us a bunch. And um, they're really good. And we just added a lot of depth to midfield. Um, Jacob won the uh, Marklin C. Kelly Award. So, he obviously was a stud that year. And then, you know, we just had so many guys that, you know, are still killing it today. You miss those days at all? Yeah. Definitely senior year of high school is, is a blast. Uh, the peak, yeah. Yeah. So what was it like uh, having Scotty Rogers as your strength and conditioning coach? You know, you kind of see his, like, presence on social media and everything, just a wild guy. Was he this kind of the same way uh, in the workout room? Yeah. I would say he's different uh, in person than he, than he is on social media. Um, he's definitely an acquired taste, but he's the man. And, you know, once you, once you get to know Scotty and once he has your back, there's really no going back for him. Um, he'll be your biggest fan for – you know, until, you know, you stop playing. But he's a great dude. He's just really good leader and, like, taught me a lot my senior year about, you know, how to be a captain and everything, um, which is something I'll never forget and, and just, like, how influential he was um, in the weight room with Jay. But definitely, like, leadership and just, like, having that presence every day in the weight room. I mean, just through social media, he seems like, a, like an influential guy kind of going more towards your announcing side. What are your thoughts on, like, Booker's one-liners? Has he always been kind of announcing your games at Coward Hall? Yeah. Booker's, like, he's an icon for them. I, like, yeah, for sure. Outed out by Booker, then it's, like, that was a huge deal. Like, when, you know, growing up and if, if Booker was doing the game, then it was a huge game. Um, it's just, like, the, he was the one – I think the one guy that, you know, they – my senior year, they started uh, to film and, you know, you could watch the games live. Yeah. Uh, and we'd always go watch, go back. And, you know, if you had a, if you had a goal or something, you'd always go back and see what Booker had to say about it. <laughs> yeah. If it was hilarious, it was, it was always the best getting shouted out by Booker. 
I know. I was I was actually watching some video the other day. It was like best bookers one liners of like 2012. Oh, yeah. And he said some heinous stuff. Yeah. I actually just talked to him or like right after the season ended. Um, my parents are pretty good friends with him. So he just called me up, seeing how I was doing, and it was just he's just always hilarious. Just will always put a smile on your face. I know one of my favorite things is uh, when he did like after math or like after school with sauce. So funny. Sauce is yeah. so dumb. <laughs> it was so funny. That is a hilarious video. But so kind of going towards the end of your high school, what was the recruiting process like for you? Um, pretty tough at first, honestly. I, uh, I was pretty injury prone. My freshman and sophomore year, I was just so skinny and tiny. Yeah. Um, broke three ribs, two concussions, always spraining my ankle or something. Um, broke my foot. Uh, it was actually – so, you know Maverick Showtime? Yeah, yeah. I was – it was like my dad was coaching it, so I got to go play. Probably wouldn't have even gotten invited. And then my first practice, I'm so nervous. It was like my freshman year going into sophomore year. So there was all these kids already committed. I remember Lucas Quinn was going to Syracuse at that time, and he was there. Mm -hmm. Ian Laviano at, at UVA. So there was like all these guys and first practice, I break my foot, like literally like two hours into getting there. And my dad's just like, Oh my God, are you kidding me? Like <laughs> we drove all the way to Connecticut. And then I just am staying in the dorm. Luckily I'm with, I was actually, I roomed at Maverick Showtime with Owen Siebold who ended up being my best friend at Syracuse and my roommate freshman year. And we didn't even know each other going into Maverick. Wow, that's and, funny. And he was like, um, yeah, like I really want to go to Syracuse. My dad went there. I was like, yeah, me too. Like, that's where I want to go. My dad went there too. And their dads ended up, they played together and they were both. Oh, really? Time. Yeah. So it was just wow. like crazy turn of events, but yeah. So broke my foot there. And then I, I never really, I didn't really grow in my body until like late junior year. Um, but I'd be, I'd committed to Penn late sophomore year. Um, that, I mean, I, I thought that's where I was going to end up and then I, I grew a little bit and then, um, Syracuse ended up reaching out and then it was kind of a no brainer from there, but it was definitely, it's definitely stressful looking back, just, you know, having to call the Penn coaches and everything they did for me and, like, I still respect them to this day. We scrimmage them every year. So I always – I still have a decent relationship with them um, if I saw them. But once Syracuse reached out, it was pretty much – Game over. Uh, yeah. So you'd say it was kind of just traditional recruiting process. You'd play FCA in the summers and fall, and then college coaches would look at you and just kind of give you offers? Yeah, that was, that was pretty much how it went. And then the one of the big ones was NHSLS – which is like the uh, national high school. National high school. Um, and a lot of coaches now, I think they like doing that just because it's a, uh, you play with your high school team. So it's, you know, kids are having to play in the offense instead of kind of just like a showcase type thing where. Yeah. Ball hog type thing. Taking the ball. Yeah. Kind of making that call that you want to commit to Penn. Did you have like a 100% feeling that you're in or, or not really? I actually didn't. I still remember it. I was with my dad we were in our living room at our old house and I was like, yeah, I, I want to go there. And he's like, all right, we'll just call them. Cause in the Ivy leagues, it was, it was kind of weird the way they, 
they do the rec- whole recruiting process because you have to get into school and all that stuff. Yeah. You have to have your grades and everything. Um, so I called him and then he actually was like, I was like all pumped up because I thought I was just going to, you know, come in on the spot. And he was like, he's like, okay, that's awesome. Uh, well, I'll reach back out to you um, the next day or two after I talked to the coaches. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> I was like, what did I just do? And then, you know, they ended up calling back and it worked out. But those those couple of seconds, I was just like, uh, uh, okay. I can't even imagine. Yeah. Oh, my God. So then kind of like a year later, you commit to Cuse. You think it was kind of like a relief? Yeah, I would say. Just because I would always – kind of your, your dream yeah, forever. Like I was – I mean, my whole – I was still living in a room where everything was orange and blue. I had posters, pictures of my dad. You know, I wore a Syracuse helmet growing up, up until eighth grade. And then I remember Coach Kelly being like, yeah, I don't really think you should keep wearing that during the summer. So ended up giving me a Cavadol helmet. But it was just – it's a, it's cool that, you know, me and my dad get this similar experience and similar coaches with uh, Coach Desco and, and Coach Simmons still being around. So kind of graduating from Calvert Hall that senior year, coming out being ranked 49th. Do you think they kind of low-blowed you there or no? No, honestly. I was, I was definitely uh, – I think I – progressed throughout high school but I wouldn't say I was like a you know big blue chip recruit like you know some of these studs that were coming out of high school um no probably not it was it was probably right somewhere now so kind of stepping on campus uh that fall your freshman year did it feel like home from the start um yeah I mean there were really no doubts when I when I went there um you know me and Owen clicked right away which was awesome um and then my grade is just really, really close. Um, yeah. We've been close since, you know, the first week we were there. Um, there was 20 of us. There's not as many now. Um, that usually happens. But, uh, yeah, it was, you know, right away it was just great. All the upperclassmen were going to still have, you know, from my freshman year. I still am really close with some of those seniors and juniors that have graduated, which has been, like, one of the coolest parts about being in in college on the lacrosse team yeah that's awesome so that that first fall like I said what was kind of like that first aha moment uh like you said that story about your dad what was kind of like your moment like this isn't high school ball anymore I got to step it up um I don't know if there was a a, uh, a specific time because our mump or our my fall my freshman year actually got cut short because we had the mumps really yeah so <laughs> we wake up one morning and it's like a week or two into fall. So like we had barely, we had been doing like sticks and, and, you know, skills and stuff, but nothing like crazy. Um, and we wake up on like a Saturday morning and my roommate has the, had this like giant thing on the side of his face. So we're like, what in the world? And then we go to the locker room and another kid has the same thing. And we just thought it was like a swollen gland and yeah and we were like that's so weird that they both have it but like no one like thought anything of it so we like go watch film end up having practice and then a couple days later like another kid gets it then like girls on the lacrosse team start to get it and then it like everyone's getting tested (laughs) it's like a mumps outbreak it's like the first one in, in like the 1800s and 
they shut us down. Like we didn't have fall ball. So we were. So when did you guys pick the stick back up again after winter break? We had like a week after, right before Thanksgiving break of practice. And then no one, I mean, like there were no depth charts. There was nothing until. So we January. pretty much started fall ball like when we started in the spring. Like we were so behind my freshman year. Um, which like looking back, like if I were an upperclassman or, you know, like a captain on that that team like that is tough to do like not yeah football. as I much mean, I, like, fall ball kind of stinks like you get like a lot done like playing a lot but yeah so we didn't have that at all my freshman year we had no fall ball yeah because i one of one of my uh, girlfriends that she goes to co- college of charleston and mumps is like huge there she showed me a picture this past fall it's and it's brutal a soft so nasty yeah so, so kind of that fall, did you guys kind of feel that you were um, at, at, at like a loss with not having that fall? Yeah, definitely. I mean, we definitely got really close as a team just because there was nothing else to do except that, like we, we could not even go in the locker room. We couldn't go in the weight room. We couldn't, we had to join a gym. I remember really? me, Owen Seabold and Nate Solomon joined a gym and Spencer Small joined a gym like Gold's Gym in Syracuse <laughs> and Nate pick us up Wait, you four just driving there like every day oh yeah like half our team would just go to a gym because we we weren't allowed our swipe cards wouldn't even work because the mump like Syracuse girls had mumps so we weren't we were literally like exiled on campus that's crazy so kind of talking about your dad again, you know, was a goal of yours always to chase in your dad's footsteps record-wise? I know I know you've always wanted to go to Q's, but was always just kind of was the goal to try to up, up him? People usually ask me that, like especially my freshman year, I got that a lot. But I would say, like, not even really at all. Um, I still don't really ever think about it. I mean, like, he'll joke with me about certain stuff and – you know, certain like accolades or whatever, but that's not really big to him and it's definitely not really that important to me. I would say the one thing that we do go back and forth on is uh, he actually didn't win a championship. Okay. He did to four Final Fours in two national championship games and didn't win. So if we win these next two years, that'll definitely be the big. The yeah, big that's big. But he would, he would, he's our biggest fan and he would want it just as much as, as us. So they're, as as much as we would joke about it, he would be just as happy as as if he had won one while he was playing. Yeah. What would you say was the most nervous you've ever been for a college game? Probably my first game, my first scrimmage against Yale my freshman year, without having a fall ball. We scrimmaged. Was that in January? Yeah, with you know Ben Reeves on the team, like they were like legit. That that might have been the year they won the national championship, actually. But, um, yeah, I think it was. But yeah, I was – that was definitely the most nerve-wracking. You were nervous? Oh, yeah. When did it, it kind of go away after minutes of playing? Yeah. Uh, you know, after the first run, you know, the first – it's always for me the first catch and throw, the first check. You know, if, if you get just the first contact, then you're kind of just – and your adrenaline starts going. You know, in the Dome, it's such a cool experience because, you know, it's like a – like you, you guys play in the football stadium, so it's like mm-hmm. – big and the dome just has like so much history in it that you know you just get like swallowed up in it and then you almost just like black out 
you know what I mean? Remember like the yeah, warm up, yeah. you're looking back, you're like, well, that was a blur. So I think that, you know, that atmosphere helps, especially when the fans are getting into it in the dome, it gets pretty loud. So the nerves kind of go away with the adrenaline. Well, yeah, what were your what were your kind of thoughts on I know Desco obviously runs like a different program than the rest of like division one, um, with the with the rules and everything, and not saying it's it's a bad thing, but was that ever a shock to you? Coming from um, Calvert Hall with, with BK and all his rules? Yeah, I would say no, because that's kind of how my dad um would have preferred me and definitely warned me of that. The program and like, you know, in practice it's definitely gotten more structured. Um we just got a young uh, coach March who came in and, and changed a lot of stuff, you know, culturally and, and I'm sure, you know, within the staff, but he's just done a really good job of making us more disciplined, which is something I thought we really needed, um, you know, just keeping everyone more focused, but, and then, you know, off the field, it's kind of, you live and you learn. There's not like very strict rules, not, you know, there's no like 24 hour rule before practice or anything like that. Um, so they make you grow up really fast and, you know, some kids get swallowed up by it and, you know, they, it's tough for them to turn back once they get into the habit of some things. But, um, you know, if you really, cause they, they do care about you and, you know, coach Simmons is director of lacrosse operations. Um, but he's actually like much more than that to a lot of the players. He's someone who you like go talk to. He's like the disciplinarian of off field stuff. Yeah. Um, so, you know, once you have a really good relationship with Coach Simi, um, he just teaches you a lot about on and off the field stuff, which has been huge for a lot of people. So hitting that OT game winner against Duke last year, how surreal of a moment was that for you? Yeah, that was awesome. I was actually I, – I, like, thinking back on that game, I was, I think, like 0 for 11 shooting. Oh, the whole game? Oh, yeah, before that. And I was just like, I was melting. Like I could not hit the broadside of a barn that, that <laughs> like, actually, I don't even think he made a save. I just think that. Couldn't hit the cage. I just literally was just spraying the ball. Um, and I remember Austin Fusco, who, you know, one of my best friends, and he was a captain, two-year captain. He's just a great dude. Um, just kept looking at him and being like, keep shooting, keep shooting, keep shooting. I was like, ah. All right. I mean, if you guys want me to, um, I was, and then overtime, first overtime we score, or uh, I took a shot lefty underhand and it went right into the goalie stick and they really? up the left side, went running down. I, I literally had my hands on top of my head was watching the play happen and Drake Porter made an, a sick save. And I was like, okay, thank God. <laughs> and then, uh, and then it, it, it literally was a blur. Like, I don't even know why it ended up down at their, like, bottom side of the field. Like, I never – like, it was like me and Nate almost switched spots. Like, he was yeah. on top as a midi, and then I ended up to the right. Um, I've never creased over in my life before, so I don't really know where that came from <clears throat> or why I did that. But I know. I, I remember watching, and I, I thought you were going to shoot it off the initial – initial catch yeah it was literally a blur like i've never done that move like gone underneath that goal on extended since like maybe seventh grade when i played attack so would you say you're you're a bigger uh, orioles fan or ravens fan oh uh, ravens for sure 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Diehard Ravens fan. Orioles kind of suck. So. I mean, what's it with like the Baltimore guys? And I mean, we got a, obviously a, a lot of Baltimore guys in our team, but it's just like they love it. Like, oh yeah. What's the yeah. deal? You know, we have two Baltimore kids on the team. Me and Basil Aburn. We get uh, crapped on the whole season just because we're so obnoxious. Like I'm always wearing my Lamar stuff. Baz is always wearing his Raven stuff. So it's like we have a lot of Giants fans too. And they're yeah. obnoxious. Brett Kennedy, huge Giants fan. It's funny just to see how all the different teams, but I remember when we lost to the Titans, we had everyone over at our house. And there's just videos of me and Basil just Yeah. Just everyone was just like just ruined. But yeah. So I was kind of doing my research and uh, saw on your SoundCloud, you used to make SoundCloud mixes. Yeah. Is that something you'll get back into or no? I don't know. I, me, and, me and my friend Wade Alzer used to do it all the time. Um, and then me and, me and Jacob used to do it for Calvert Hall, but I don't even know if I know how to do it anymore, if ever. So I must have been really bored back in – Early high school, middle school. I mean, SoundCloud's like a big thing at, at Q's. You got like Scanlon rapping. What were your thoughts on him <laughs> rapping? Yeah, actually, I don't know if he put anything new while he was at Syracuse, but it's definitely no. Funny. He put something out like seven months ago. Oh, did he? Yeah. We had we had two kids that. So this other kid who's actually not on the team anymore, but he used to make rap, and we would play it at you know like a party or a pregame or something. And he would, like, it would make his day. He was a freshman, so we'd put it on, and he would be so happy that his song was playing <laughs> at the preview with the whole team. But, yeah, that, that stuff's always so funny. So, kind of fast forward for next season, though, is, is, the, uh, is the mentality different? Um, not being able to – obviously, you guys, when Corona happened, you guys were ranked number one. Um, is the mentality any different coming in next year? Um, I would say uh, – we're kind of used to having, I mean, as you know, how I say, but, you know, Syracuse always has a spotlight on them, you know, big school, big program. So, you know, we're kind of used to that, but obviously we haven't been number one in a while, especially, you know, this group of, of seniors and juniors and, and so on. But I think it's just more excited. I think, you know, throughout the, the country, I think everyone's just going to be more excited to play lacrosse, um, which I think will be a good thing. Um, I can only imagine you guys will be the exact same way getting back. Yeah. You know, first fall practice is always exciting, but I think this one will be even more special, um, especially, you know, getting to playoff time next year, but it'll just be a whole nother level of excitement. So I think everyone's kind of going to have that chip on their shoulder thinking that they got chipped. This happened, this happened, this happened. So I think it's just going to be an extra competitive year, which, you know, I always look forward to. Yeah, for sure. So do you think you'll take that fifth-year option? Yeah. For sure? That's the plan. Um, still got to figure it out with school and just see if it makes sense. But, yeah, I mean, if, if it were solely up to me and there were no other factors, 100%. Yeah. I think everyone's kind of leaning towards that. Yeah. So what, what are the plans for after college? Is, is it straight to the PLL? <laughs> I have no idea. I got um, – I'm a real estate major, so I'm trying to do some internships with that probably won't happen this summer just with everything getting canceled so fast yeah but, um yeah a bunch of my dad's buddies do real estate so that would be the plan there and then see what happens lacrosse wise so maybe real estate and then pll in the summer hopefully i mean that would be cool if that ended, all ended up working out but 
Yeah. You think you would ever want to go back into coaching like your pops? Yeah. Um, I think it would be cool. You know, I think it's a lot more serious now coaching it than, you know, when my dad was, I think he coached for Loyola for a little bit and then okay, then the MLL. Uh, but I think it's more of a time commitment now to have, to be like a grad assistant and then also like a full-time job. Um, but again, like if there were no factors, I would a hundred percent want to coach and who knows, maybe, you know, when I get older, if, you know, certain things work out, I can coach a high school team or, you know, I would definitely like to coach like youth, you know, if I have a son and or a daughter and who wants uh, to play lacrosse. Sweet. I like that. So kind of going on to our last section here called quick talk. So I'm going to hit you with like a quick phrase and hit me with a quick answer. You ready? Yep. All right. Food. Chicken wings. Biggest hack. I don't even know what that means. Biggest like, uh, biggest hack. Biggest guy that hacks you up in. in the oh, 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 oh. Uh, Brett Kennedy. Okay. Biggest chirper. Uh, Brett Kennedy. If not Syracuse then. <laughs> Can't answer. Not Calvert Hall then. No answer. Okay. Mid-cast all the time. Or only on the field? Only on the field, strictly. Definitely. Yeah, for, sure. for sure. Would have Coward Hall four-peated this year? Yeah, no doubt. Best college memory? Carolina freshman year. Best teammate you've ever had? Austin Fosco. Funniest guy on the team? Jake Fopp. Okay. Syracuse lacrosse? Coach Simmons. You're 21 now. Where do you see yourself in five years? Back in Baltimore, hopefully working. Sweet. Well, thanks, Brandon, for coming on Pelk Talk. I really appreciate it. Where can the fans find you at? Uh, bcurry16 on uh, Twitter and Instagram. I really appreciate you coming on, man. Yeah, it was fun. I enjoyed Sweet. that. See you, man. See ya.